brother. Have we started the fire? Yes. The fire rises. Welcome, citizens of Gotham, to The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things the Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and mostly Twitter at TFRBatPod. And if you have any questions, comments, thoughts for the show, you can contact us through email at tfrbatpod at gmail.com. Now, my name is Eric Carter, and I am your host, and today we are celebrating an anniversary. Well, a belated anniversary, as it were. We're here to celebrate the, late five-year anniversary of the DC animated film Batman Bad Blood. And how are we celebrating the anniversary, you ask? Well, we're celebrating with a commentary. And to help me with this commentary, I brought along my good friend Matt Hewlin, whose love of DC really began a few years ago with the DC animated films. Now, this is the third in a trilogy of Batman DC animated movies, and I promise we'll get to the others at some point, possibly on anniversary dates for those. But now, we're here to celebrate this film. So without further ado, here is our commentary for Batman Bad Blood. Enjoy! Alright, we are here to start our commentary for Batman Bad Blood. Uh, we, myself and Matt, are watching it on HBO Max, so we have it queued up on all zeros. Um, it's, we started, we press play, we've got it paused on the WB Animation logo. It's not quite all, all the way in focus, it's just kind of, it's mostly dark, you just barely see the WB logo. So that's where we're going to start, so we're on the same page. Uh, I'm going to say three, two, one, and then play, and we're going to say Press play. So, two, one, play. All right. Classic WB animation logo. Oh, and the old turn the page DC logo. I think one of my least favorite DC Comics logos. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've never liked that logo. So you were asking me um, before we had decided to record this if if you needed to read any book or anything that was associated with this. And I told you that there is a book called Batman and Robin Bad Blood. And it virtually has nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> yeah, and that and, and like I told you then, like that kind of makes sense because um, 
after I rewatched it, I was like, well, yeah, everything, pretty much everything that's in here is all based off of the prior um, character development and stuff in um, in this animated universe. Um, so unless all of those movies, the prior movies had been like ripped straight from a comic, it wouldn't really make sense for there to have been um, a book to accompany it or this being based off of. Right. Well, so like in the book, for example, like right now we're seeing, we're seeing Batwoman take on these, these rogues. Uh, mm-hmm. it, Batwoman's not even in the book. So yeah, it's, it's pretty wildly different. Now there are elements of this movie that are in some Batman and Robin books, just not the particular one that it's named after, which is strange. I gotcha. So that's their first shot of Batman in this film. What do you think of his, um, of well, this version of Batman in general, as well as the suit that he's got on? Um, Jason O'Mara voices this Batman throughout most of the DC uh, animated universe. I, I really like his voice. Um, I kind of got tired of seeing this design because it's, it's, um, so I don't know if you know about the, there's a, there's an era in the comics called new 52 uh-huh. and they stuck with the new 52 designs for the animated movies long after the new 52 was already over with. So, most of the characters in this continuity, like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they have a new 52 aesthetic. And it just mm-hmm. seemed it just seemed a little outdated by this point. I got you. I got you. Um, the animation I, style, though, um, I, I, I hear a lot of people complain about it. It it doesn't bother me. It's not my favorite, but. I, I like it. Um, it's a. I don't know. I ne- that was not something that I ever had a complaint about. It didn't seem that different to me. I mean, it f- feels like it fits the era that the mm-hmm. these movies came out in. The like almost ten year was it seven? I think seven year period that it started that it went through. Um, I feel like it's very matches that time. Yeah. Um, I think the only problem. See, with this, like, with this, it really doesn't bother me at all. I, I like it for this. Oh, and I really like, uh, I really like this character, the, the heretic. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it's like a Bane Batman mashup. Yeah. And it's like, you can automatically tell, like, they, they definitely, especially that shot right there where it was the, the flicker that was, um, Super foreshadowing of who he is and and what he is, but yeah, he definitely reminds me of um especially like the uh the Nolan um Dark Knight Rises uh Bane yeah um strong vibes from that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, going back to the to the animation, it seeing as this is not really based on one particular story, it, 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 it doesn't bother me at all. 
I actually enjoy it quite a bit in this movie. It's in a movie like Batman Hush, where it kind of it kind of stands out more because the book that that's yeah. based on is very distinctive art. Yeah, and I can so, I can see where where people would you know disagree or or dislike that. Um, yeah. Ah, that was a really short title card for this movie. Usually you get a, a nice drawn out animated title sequence for these. Yeah, normally um yeah, you're right. Normally like you get the the title card and then kind of some like intro credits and stuff. The oh, opening that, op- that opening scene was also a lot shorter on this rewatch. I guess cuz I'm like talking about it, but I remember it being a little bit longer. I and I, I like Damien's character um, in this universe. I it's controversial with most people, but Damien's my favorite Robin. So <laughs> I love Damien. Oh, News Fifty Two. There's a little Fifty Two in the corner. That's kind oh, of the, that's the new Fifty Two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't know. I love, for lack of anything better to say, I just, what aggravates most people about Damien is what I love. I just love that he's a little shit. Yes, he's, it's, it's so, (laughs) it's so fun to see him, like, just completely, completely, like, opposite of Bruce. Um, Mm -hmm. It's almost, it's almost like he literally is, like, Bruce's, like, inner little like monster like take away all of the you know the empathy and the you know the conscience and the the morality and stuff that he's like developed over the years and just put out the whole you know this Mm -hmm. black and white like oh you're you're uh, you're against me like okay you die like kind of thing yeah now, I, I also love here they're actually they actually give Dick a little little intro in Bloodhaven and you see him taking on one of his rogues gallery, which is really cool. You don't see that a whole lot in the animated films. You see Nightwing, but not really him in Bloodhaven taking on somebody. So Bloodhaven, is that a um I'm kinda out of the loop, kinda So um Dick, when he shed the mantle of Robin and became Nightwing, he, uh-huh. he really wanted to get out of Batman's shadows, so he moved to a completely different city. So he is basically the Batman of Bloodhaven. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Bloodhaven is like a it's it's a city. Depending on what you read, it's a city pretty close to Gotham, but it's like a um, New Jersey to New York kind of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Which is, that's kind of funny that you make that comparison because a lot of times I'm making the comparison that Gotham is the New Jersey to Metropolis's uh, New York. Uh, depending on the version, yeah. yeah depending on where too. you're at because, yeah. uh, you know, like in BVS, like they're literally across, you know, a body of a water harbor, from each other. Yeah. yeah. I love Alfred's little sequence here, the whole... Um, bloody hell thing that he um 
like snuck in there whenever he was masquerading as Bruce. Like mm-hmm. I laughed at it the first time I watched it, and I laughed at it again every other time I've seen it since. Yeah, and that's uh the, the Alfred masquerading as Bruce. That's kind of a thing that's been going on since way back in. Uh, the Batman 66 series. So that's a funny little callback. Now, there, the Nightwing taking on the mantle of Batman, that mm-hmm. is very prevalent in... Um, some Grant Morrison, Batman and Robin stuff where they had Nightwing as Bruce uh, or acting as Batman and Damien was his Robin. I gotcha. I gotcha. So it's kind of pulling some of that. Yeah, it is. And the difference uh, at that time, Batman was, I believe he was dead in the comics. Yeah. I, I feel like this is not the first time I've seen, I know it's not the first time that I've seen Nightwing or especially Dick Grayson like do the whole, you know, put on the mask thing. Um, yeah, he's he's worn the mantle a few times, but it, I've always been of the opinion that if it's not going to be Bruce Wayne, I want it to be Dick Grayson. I, I like I like Dick Grayson as Batman. He brings a little bit of a different flavor to it, but usually I'm pretty I stick to my guns. I want Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. What um what comes to my mind is uh, I think it was in the um, Batman the animated series uh, where I think Bruce was actually in the bat suit and then they had Dick Grayson in the the Bruce Wayne suit he had like a mask or something that like covered up who so they could have them both that there at the same time mm-hmm. um, and uh, so that's that's the most recent one that I've seen in my um, recent. Recent to me, I know the animated series was almost thirty years ago now. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> We're old, Eric. Like, I, I, I really like the. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Batwoman. I've been pretty upfront about that. I, I, she seems, and I know she actually came first before Batgirl, but Batgirl has become the prevalent, you know, sidekick. I guess. Uh, Batwoman just seems like a derivative of a derivative and it annoys me. Yeah. Uh, but, but I, I do like her. I do like her interactions with her father in this movie. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of background here that we could have gotten more of. I feel like it's kind of shortchanged, like all of this with the flashback and, and all of that, like, it it probably would not have fit into the whole universe, but it's something that I feel like you could have had a whole another Batman um, movie about, like with um, just her her background. Well, yeah, that's the detriment of a seventy two minute film. Yeah, even though it does not feel like it's only an hour and twelve minutes, um, and none of these movies ever do. That was something that always like got me whenever I watched the whole. Th- the whole series, the whole universe um, was I never felt like I was really getting shortchanged 
Like mm-hmm. actually on rewatching this, I got to a point where I was like, okay, we well, I'm coming to the end. And I looked at the, um, the timestamp and I was like, Oh crap. Like I'm, I'm only halfway through. Like there's still a lot of movie left to go. Um, mm-hmm. They do pack a lot of villains in this movie. Yeah. You've got black mask right now. You had Tusk and Firefly and a few others at the beginning. But I do love that they differentiated uh, this bat or Dick as Batman because he's he's he had to go with the classic suit because the other suit is is missing is not yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that too because um, I really I really like this suit. Um, it's a good. I feel like it's a very good representation of that more classic like bluish and gray um, with the yellow. Um, around the bat signal. Um, oh, hashtag yellow oval. <laughs> um, I think it, I think it looks great. I like the other one too, but um, I think it also kind of adds into the fact where when he first comes into the shot, it's kind of like, okay, you know, it, it looks a little bit like Bruce, but then the more he's fighting, like right here, mm-hmm. I feel like they did a good job of actually changing the fighting style on, up a little bit like i feel like nightwing um his style is a little bit more in your face kind of fighting it's much more acrobatic yeah and you see that um more versus this fight scene with nightwing in the bat suit versus the opening scene with with bruce Mm. very true yeah, I don't know. Something I I really like seeing Dick and Damien work together. Especially this, <laughs> especially this right here. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a very like brotherly aspect yeah. to them. You don't normally use chemistry like for animated characters. Um but I feel like the way that these are written and voiced, like um, there is definitely chemistry between um, between Dick and Damien here, mm-hmm. and that kind of builds um, because I think that this precludes the team Damien going to the Titans um, in this universe. Ooh. Hold on, I've got the um, I've got it all picked up like on my phone. Um, it's been a while since I've seen because I know this is part of the trilogy with the uh, Son of Batman, Batman versus Robin, and this one. Yeah, so this end this ends that trilogy, I think. Yeah, it does. Um, and then the next movie in the universe is Justice League versus Teen Titans, and that is where. Um, mm-hmm. I think Damien goes to because it's after the end of this movie when the you know the big thing happens, um, where Bruce says, "Okay, it's time for you to go uh, learn your lesson." And so that's kind of this is kind of a prelude to that um, Dick and Damien relationship. And and even though I'm not a huge fan of Batwoman, I do like the aspect of the Bat family working together 
to figure out, you know, what's happened. Who's this new, who's this new villain? Where is Batman? I, I like the, I like the teamwork aspect of the Bat family. Yeah. And I think that's more, this is more of a Bat family movie than it is a Batman movie, movie, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. Cause you, I mean, really we got, you know, a little bit of Bruce in the beginning. Um, and that's, you know, and then towards the end, but the big chunk of the movie here in the middle is, is all Robin and Nightwing and Batwoman and, um, uh, mm-hmm. so what do you think of this Batmobile? Um, that I'm conflicted about, <laughs> um, it doesn't seem to me, it kind of doesn't seem to fit, um, the rest of the aesthetic. So um, I, I like the car, but it's it's a straight up it's have you ever seen the uh the series Batman Brave and the Bold? Uh no, I have not. I've, okay. I've seen it on HBO Max like scrolling through, but I've never actually watched it. Okay, so this is pretty much that Batmobile. So is that a good thing or bad thing or <laughs> for that show, yes. I agree with you. I don't really think it fits here yeah i I don't know it's it's not bad it's just not what i would have chosen i think i think it's really just the the red windshield on it like Mm -hmm. it just it clashes so much with um with the aesthetic like there's there's so he's got so much more gray and stuff in his costumes and this it feels more like it's suited more for a um a Batman who's like all in black kind of thing. Um, mm. Definitely don't like it with the older costume that Nightwing has on right now. <laughs> yeah. I think they throw in the red though. Uh, they always throw in the red as a homage to Batman 66 because that Batman yeah. was yeah, black, was black red and red piping. Yeah. I, I really, I really like that they included that little that little video file of Bruce talking about Batwoman, and mm-hmm. that he was already keeping an eye on her, because that's so Batman. Yeah, that's definitely like you know, the speaks to almost the the paranoia. Like I'm gonna have tabs on like everybody, like uh, complete preparedness, mm-hmm. and then and then like you know he's kind of letting it play out, you know, because I think he says there, um, you know, it's time for me. Am I going to like train her or am I going to take her down? You know, but right. He's going to let it, he's going to let her do her thing for a little bit while longer until he makes his decision. This is such a, this is such a, a market difference. And I like it that, that they're not, they don't make all the characters the same. Like, Kate can't figure out everything herself. She's not the detective that Bruce is. So yeah. she needs she needs her dad to get that background info. She's effective at the job she does, but she's not the investigator that that Bruce is. Yeah. And all, that also like goes back to the fact that she's you know, she's kind of small time, you know, she does not have the the resources. Um, like her dad there is probably the biggest resource that she has and access to things that she has. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not everybody 
has an Alfred and a, and a Lucius Fox and uh, Wayne Industry, Industries to um, to do their thing with. Mm-hmm. Luke Fox is very shoehorned in this movie. In my uh, opinion. I, I like him. It's, um, I don't know the background of his um, character very much. Um, but it kind of, I kind of did on the rewatch. I was kind of like, okay, like, and there's a scene coming up too that I'll, will make more sense um, to talk about it there. But uh, yeah, I guess shoehorn is the right, right way to describe it. He, um, it's well, kind of an odd, odd origin story for him. So, Luke Fox has been in the comics for a while, but I think this version of Luke here kind of takes the place of Duke Thomas in the New Fifty Two comics. And Duke Thomas was was the character that became Batwing in the New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. and. I don't, it's very similar in there. He felt kind of shoehorned and here he, this version, this thing. Yeah. It's, I don't, yeah. Which I guess it, it, you don't see very much of him before this film and you don't see very much of him in the continuity after this film. So that's why I, I don't know. It just, it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't mesh well. I think, I think one of my complaints with him is it, it, he doesn't seem to have any weaknesses other than trying to protect his father. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, he's, uh, he, he's obviously athletic and, and to a point it's kind of like, okay, like I know you were in the military, but like you're really taking down like guys that are, you know, super that would to go toe to toe with like Superman. Like they're, they're that strong. Um, and he's also like incredibly smart, apparently, because Lucius tries to get him to come work, you know, with him for for Wait. Wayne Industries. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of like, okay, like how perfect can you make somebody? Like to contrast him with Katie as the other you know character that's introduced. Like she obviously like um, has weaknesses and has faults and things um, that are that are illustrated well. That mm. that shot right there where he comes up with the light flickering, that's yeah, that's a badass shot. One of my favorite yeah, ones out cool. of the movie. Um so this uh this whole the, before Batman arrived, it it very much reminded me of the Dark Knight Rises where yes. where Bane, you know, kind of um breached Wayne Industries and found, you know, the all the all the Batman arsenal. It's kind of the heretic doing the same thing here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I drew that parallel as well. Um, not on the first watch, um, but on the second watch, I was like, okay, this is definitely more Dark Knight Rises vibes here. Mm-hmm. Tusk. I, I'm not, I don't know a whole lot about Tusk. Actually, these most of the villains here, this little side crew that's with the heretic, I'm not very familiar with them. They work well in this movie, though. 
Yeah. Um, they're good cannon fodder. <laughs> and that, and that's, uh, that's probably, that makes sense, you know, from, from, um, perspective, you know, um, you have the heretic and, um, uh, you know, it's kind of, he's, he's picked people that are effective and that he know have a grudge against, um, Batman and the Bat family and stuff. And they have motivation, um, but um, they're not people that are that are, he's going to have to worry about trying to take over um, and butt in. Like, you know, some of the um, Batman's more typical rogues, you know, that mm. all kind of work on their own and are used to being um, uh, in charge and over they're everything. Just, they're disposable. Yeah, exactly. This is this is a good good sequence uh, the, I love this kind of even though we've seen a lot of it before the, the, the imagery of Bruce's troubles and pain it, I, I don't know I, I, just, I just love that they show it here he's always tortured yeah and these kind of flashbacks, they're they're very much classic Batman. Um, like you see this kind of stuff with him in almost everything that he's in, at least once to some degree. Um, the pearls and yeah, um, and just the just the imagery, like period. You know, it's not as it's not it's like that. It's more um, it's it's deeper. It's more of a metaphorical. Um, you know, I don't know how to how to say it, but it's more. Um, there's a word I'm looking for: abstract, abstract. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, then it is just straight up, you know, memories. I hate this design for Mad Hatter. I actually liked this design for Mad Hatter. Oh god, I can't. It, he looks like a leprechaun. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't scream. It doesn't scream Alice in Wonderland to me so much as it does Lucky Charms. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not as uh, goofy of a uh, um, Jarvis Chetch as we're, um, as we're used to. Mm-hmm. I like that he's able to take a more um, direct role, like... I mean, this device that he's created, I mean, that's like, that's crazy. You know, that's, that's, that's on another level kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Well, this is how Mad Hatter works best. Uh, I don't know if you listened to our last episode, but yeah, you know, that's, it's, um, Ryan Lauer said that, you, and, I, and I agree, the Mad Hatter is never the main, he can't be the main villain. It's just not, you know. But he works really well at like in this role as a side villain who's manipulating something. And there's the there's our first, I think, um, Alice in Wonderland um, reference. Reference. There's a there's quite a few of them here, um, mm -hmm. and I, I loved on the rewatch trying to pick them all out. Um, there's more. I, I saw more. Caught more on the second viewing than I did on my first. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, some some people go a little heavy handed with it, but I like it. I like it here. It's like very. It's a lot more subtle. subtle. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't mean, I swear I don't mean to bag on him, but it's, it just seems very, very quick and convenient that Lucius was working on a bat suit, Luke just came home, now, now Lucius has been stabbed, and, you know, it's like, it's very convenient character motivation. Yeah, it all... It all seems to just line up, you know, mm-hmm. too a little too well. And again, that's that's the issue you run into with trying to put a story in seventy two minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's again why like I prefer, um, like a TV series as opposed to, you know, a movie, um, because you get you you have more time to develop that, you know that story and get more of the, the background and mm-hmm. grow more attached to the characters. Uh, this is, this is, uh, this is something that is definitely prevalent in the comics. There's, there's a relationship between Montoya and Kate Kane. Okay. See, that's something that I would not catch. Um, but I could kind of tell that there was something there. Mm-hmm. Um, that this was referring back to, and I, I, I know very little about Batwoman. Period. Um, like you, she's not necessarily um my favorite. Um, I do, I do know more about Batgirl than I do about Batwoman. Um, well, and I think that's I grew up with Barbara Gordon. And Batgirl, mm-hmm. and it, I love that character, and I think I think that's just why I, I, it's harder for me to accept, um, not accept. It's harder for me to to get invested in in Kate Kane. I think. Yeah, and as someone like, I'm more on the enthusiast side than general audience than most people, but I feel like most people just you know general audience wouldn't know there was a difference like they were like well batwoman batgirl or it's you know batwoman is just batgirl just grown up like kind (laughs) of like nightwing is robin just grown up kind of thing um and so whenever you're like oh wait no there's a difference in the two it's kind of a little more confusing Mm mm-hmm and the yeah, the family thing is. I always found that a little convenient too. That she's Bruce's cousin. Did you know that? Matt. More of Damien just being a little shit. Hmm. <laughs> He's not my father.
I like the um really in these shots right here you get a really good um scene of the aesthetic of the Gotham um mm -hmm. yeah here. they've all and I really like it yeah the, they've always done a really good job in these films with the with the visuals the backgrounds and how the world looks it's I think it's more the characters that people get I, I don't know, maybe tired of because they, they've seen it so much. Yeah, that, that's the thing about this like animation style. Like it's not groundbreaking, you know, like that's the, I think that might be, you know, there's not any kind of. Oh, well, this is a different like or stylized or anything. It's more kind of a just a. Mm -hmm. A lot like of flashbacks in this movie. Yeah, lots and lots of flashbacks. <laughs> when we need to explain something, flashback. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, it would probably be interesting to go back in time how much of this movie is actually flashbacks, kind of like they did how much of the uh, Snyder Cut was in slow motion. See how much, <laughs> <laughs> how much of it is actually in present time and how much of it isn't. Mm-hmm. And so when I first saw this link, um, I was like, oh, okay, this is like Nightwing, like coming in and getting Robin to like, yep, nope, not this time or Alfred or somebody. And then whenever it ends up being the heretic, it's like, okay, you can get into Wayne Industries and the Batcave. Like, okay, who are yeah. you? Like, well, it, Usually I would have an I would have an issue with it, but when you find out who he is, yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's it's more it's more that foreshadowing to to the reveal of okay. Mm -hmm. I think going back to, to what we were saying about Batwoman, what you were saying specifically about Batwoman and the general audience. I don't think the the CW TV show has helped that very much. Yeah, I have I haven't watched any of that. I've got um well, I, a... I think that and and I I don't like the show. I've been pretty upfront about that. But I think the issue is with the general audience Ruby Rose left. They replaced her with a different character. And now there's another, they've recast Kate Kane. So there's a lot of confusion there. Like, okay, Bat, who is Batwoman? I guess for the general audience, that's like, you know. Okay, here's to break away from that for a second to go back to this scene right here was one that kind of um, like bothered me a little bit. I was like, okay, so like all, like all of this stuff is designed you know, it's almost like Lucius, like, had to have designed this to fit his son, like, for his son. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. for one, like, he he already knows how to go in, how to turn it all on, how to figure yeah. it all out. Like, it's just kind of like, that makes a, a little that's, bit. It, yeah, I agree. But I think it's, you know, that's one of those things where you go, okay, comic books, I go with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was very Iron Man, that whole sequence, the the... 
Yes, the whole the whole Batwing suit is very very Iron Man. Yeah, um, but I mean, in, in in the comics, it was built for him. So, and they may have I may have just brushed over it, but maybe Lucius was building it with him in mind. Yeah, I don't think it was ever like explicitly. Um, I didn't think so or anything but... like that. It's not. Um, yeah, that's definitely not the case. It's 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 mildly alluded to um basically just in the sense like I just said like the fact that it just fits too well and mm. is just you know too much. Um but it also doesn't make sense with how against everything Lucius is. Right. There's the reveal. Yep. I'm you, Damien. I think they did a very good job of um of blending the the Bruce um and Damien um characters to to come up with this uh, this grown like clone uh Damien heretic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. He's he's very effective as a as a one-off villain. Yes. And the thing is, like, he can be a one off. And because of the, you know, the history that they're explaining here, um, it, there's it, you can you can kill him in this one. And then if you want to bring him back for something else, you can, because there can just be another clone, you know. And then this is another big reveal. Talia's such a bitch. <laughs> I I love her. I I love her character though. Yeah. Yeah. There's times where I really I really love Talia, and there's times where it irritates me to no end. <laughs> But I think this is like prime, like peak Talia al Ghul too. Like this is she's coming to her father's kingdom. Like she is, she is the new um, master of assassins, and she is this scene right here. I got really strong um, Oedipus vibes. Um, mm. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie um, Alexander about Alexander the Great with um, uh, Colin Farrell and um, I think it's Angelina Jolie that plays his mother. Um, yeah, I have not seen it. Very, very similar scenes and very similar um, uh, tropes in that movie. Mm. I do like the progression here of... Um of Damien from uh, across this trilogy, because in the beginning he wouldn't have blinked at someone being murdered. And now he's like, how could you just kill him like that? Yeah. And that's, I think that's something to love about uh, Damien in this universe is like, he shows a tremendous amount of growth um, 
from the very beginning and his introduction um all the way through to even to um uh apocalypse war um mm-hmm. at the very end i mean he's he's one of the characters that's there for almost everything um and he, he he's a completely different person at the end in the last movie than he was in the first one this is so crazy nuns with guns and <laughs> katanas and the fact that she caught they called him uh nunjas yeah i was like i was <laughs> like a, yeah i was that's, like that's a that's a that's your that's your robin bleeding through their uh dick grayson <laughs> yeah i mean it's um what do they call the uh what do they call the doomsday parademons in Apocalypse War? Paradooms. Paradooms, yeah. I like ninjas better than paradooms. I don't know. That's a good toss-up. <laughs> call me bowing. Ugh. I love the interaction between her and... Uh, and Luke, because she's just like, okay, I'm not having any of this. Mm-hmm. Which again, it's kind of like we said before, like start really stark contrast between the two characters. Um, you know, he kind of has all these tools. You know, he's smart. He's his his dad works for a multi million dollar company. Um, he's got the military training and stuff like that. And then you have kate and she's you know grew up from tragedy you know kind of um which thinking about that you know that kind of um illustrates like two parts of of bruce you know Mm -hmm. you know you have the the kid that went through all the the tragic um childhood trauma and then but then you have at the same time like you know if he hadn't gone through that he could have ended up more like like Luke with all the mm-hmm. resources and going to probably an Ivy league school, you know, all that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. That's a, it's a good correlation. He's just so much like Iron Man. It, it, it yeah. <laughs> and I guess, which in a sense, so is, Terry McGinnis. I mean, his Batman Beyond is is pretty close to Iron Man as well with what his suit can do and capabilities and things. So I guess it's nothing new. Yeah, and it's it's just one one more of those overlaps between the two companies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's me. It's I love this moment. Because it's 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 not only uh, son saving his dad, but it's it's Robin saving Batman. Yeah, and this is cool right here. Mm-hmm. Boy, they made Bruce look rough. <laughs> yeah, and it all it all comes full circle later on in the movie too. God's not going to like this. 
Yeah, it, and to your point earlier, it's very much this with with Robin's arc and all these other members of the family. This is a very much a bat family movie. It's um when I was rewatching it, I was like, okay, this is the Batman version of Reign of the Superman. Um where in that movie, you know, you have Superman gets killed and then all of a sudden, um, you know, you have the the cyborg Superman and Steel and um Superboy, Superboy. and yeah. all these coming in, you know, um to fill the <laughs> to fill the gap and and kind of develop those characters um as well. Like it's to me they're the these are the equivalent movies to each other. Mm-hmm. I loved that little moment where the villain's bouncing around, you know, and Dick just lets the, the ceiling fall on him. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, they, they really murk these villains here at the end. Yeah, they definitely don't hold back. And that's that's kind of a again speaks to the fact that these are more cannon fodder mm. villains. They're not anybody that they're gonna bring back in um you know, a subsequent film or anything. And what is the girl right here that um Batwoman is fighting? What's her name again? Oh, I knew you were about to ask, and I cannot remember. They like they briefly say it earlier in the movie. I can't remember, um, but she's kind of um, she's kind of someone you kind of brush to the side as again she's just another red shirt villain kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, but she does play a much bigger part like later in the movie. Yes, but yeah i can't honestly can't remember okay well you'll you'll when we get there you'll um you'll understand what i'm saying no i get what you're saying i can't remember her name her name oh okay 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 i want to say it's like onyx or something like that it's something yeah maybe and honestly i mean as bad as it is to say it really doesn't matter yeah (laughs) that's true I love that. You're welcome. Because they just saved his ass and and Bruce is straight back to being Batman. Yep. Right back to the mission. No time for sentimentality. He's just like right there. It's been a week. I'm fine. I mean, obviously he's fine, Eric. He's he's repping 405 pounds like, like it's nothing. I mean, yeah. I'd be fine too. <laughs> fake weight, fake weight, fake weight. <laughs> yeah, I love the I love this conflict. 
and the fact that Alfred only family and the fact that Alfred has Dick's back and he's like look he had to make a judgment call yeah it's like as far as we all knew you were dead mm-hmm That's correct. This is the first time I've ever noticed the the blatant the new fifty two. New fifty two. It, it never hit me either. I don't <laughs> think. You know what he's like. That's so funny too, because they uh, that Bruce says he just wants you know things to be in the family and doesn't want to include you know Batwoman and and Batwing, but they are very much part of the family. Yeah, like who who do you think is family yeah the, kate is literally family and luke is lucius's son so he might as well be yeah this was crazy the first time i saw it i was like what is going on yeah i was like isn't that her dad like did i miss something and going back and watch like before he like like he comes in and he's perfectly fine mm-hmm. and then if you um catch it his phone like buzzes and lights up. And then mm-hmm. that's whenever he flips the switch. It's a nice little detail like that. You don't pay any attention to like the first time through, but then after you've seen it, you're like, Oh, okay. This makes complete sense. And right here, watch as the audit, whenever it switches to the audience right there in the center of the screen, is that supposed to be Amanda Waller? Because it looks a lot like Amanda Waller. I, you know, I don't know, but there's also a guy in the background that could be Lex Luthor. And see, that would make sense to me. Like, especially whenever it gives the list of all the people that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's it. Could be, though. I've never, never thought about that, but that's... I also feel like this whole um where they're at this uh watchtower um i'm like okay is this a prelude to or what was supposed to be that watchtower the you know the justice league one the justice I can't league re- watchtower yeah like i can't remember if we ever actually see a watchtower in this universe um in I this can't. time in this timeline you know after the um flashpoint I can't remember either. It's it's been a while since I've gone all the way through them. At this point, it's it's a lot of films to watch. Yeah, I think it's like thirteen or something, something like that. I mean, it's not quite MCU level, but still, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's still a lot for seven years. I mean, for seven years, it's a lot of a lot of films.
such a benefit to animation that you can just use all this technology as much as you want. <laughs> yeah. It does all this cool stuff. Yeah, that's anything that's very like technology heavy or like magic heavy, like in um, like in written works. I feel like translates so much better to um, animation, animated films, because you can you can literally rip it, you know, from the pages and make it as elaborate as you want to um, at a much at a much cheaper price point. Like there's there's some things that you still cannot do and just cannot do with CGI. Um, And then there's some things that's just there's so much of it. You could do it. But you have to have a a ton like an an exorbitant amount of money to be able to do it properly. Um, yeah, I love I love how she just explained, you know, that her something was wrong with her dad, you know, with the phone and the programming, and like you said earlier, I mean, it's, Jervis Tetch works really well here because we just saw him um, take over everyone at that summit that bruce wayne was having with the translators that they had built yeah it 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 very it fits jervis tetch's character and and how he works very well because even though it's not like the the hats that he normally uses i mean taking over technology or the um or the uh what did he use in the animated series the little the cards yeah And really, he didn't even need um, uses the the translators as a conduit here. But uh, I mean, with Kate's dad, all it took was a a text message on his phone, like a mm-hmm. a signal, you know, light it up so he looks at it, and then it's like, oh, oh, and that line right there, hey Batwing, do you want to ride in the Batwing? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. Just, I- that's and there's there again that's the issue i have with the character because they couldn't even they couldn't they couldn't even give him a name more original than the freaking plane yeah i think it's also kind of ironic that that woman is also you know her name is kind of just there too um well yeah i mean when they when she was originally created way back when because this is a completely different character than the original um batwoman but at the time they were they had such popularity with their characters they were creating derivatives of everything that's how we ended up with like superboy and supergirl and crypto the super dog and all this i mean they were just slapping super and bat on everything yeah yeah which can either be like comical or it can be done you know super well um mm-hmm. i've seen both sides of it Firefly versus Batwing. This does make sense. I like I like this uh, this mashup of the the flying villain versus the flying Batman. 
character. Yeah. And it's still a Bat Family movie because even when you've got Batman back, he's, you know, he's, he's on the other team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, we get very you get very little actual Bruce Wayne. Like you get um for lack of a better you get Bruce Al Ghoul for a minute here, you know, mm-hmm. um in yeah. action, but you don't really get um, you know, true Bruce Wayne. And then whenever you get this reveal that oh he's back, but it's not really him, some of the things that he said and the way he acted, you know, it makes after, more sense, after yeah. re- rescued him, you're like, Oh, okay. Maybe he's not as big of an asshole as we thought. Which, see, I mean, it could go either. It could have gone either way because there's a lot of times where that's exactly what Bruce would say. Yeah, and that's kind of they kind of build up. They cover it up really well for your first watch because while he's presumed dead or missing, um, they all talk about you know how hard it was growing up with him from Nightwing's perspective and um, mm-hmm. you know with Kate, you know, how he never gave her the, um, you know, never really took her under his wing like he did with Robin and the flat, the little, um, file where he talks about taking her down, how hard and callous that is. It makes it believable. You're like, okay, well he's back, but he's just being a, a douche. And so they, they, they work it through really well. This uh, this fight between Nightwing and and Bruce really really makes me excited for Titan season three. I really want to see more of Nightwing. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you on that one. I like though that they show that. I think I think. Dick is much more acrobatic than Bruce um, and could somewhat outmaneuver Bruce, but Bruce is so good, he's always going to get the upper hand. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a difference in their fighting styles, but it, it goes back to just like, I mean, Dick grew up in the circus. Like, he's been a gymnast since. Mm-hmm. You know, he was probably on rings and um, stuff before he could even walk, um, or as soon as he could walk. So that's that plays more to his strength um, than Bruce, who, you know, kind of came into that stuff later in life um, and then just has the, the physicality, you know. Um, uh, there, there's, there's another another moment that shows yep right there because he wouldn't have cared two no, movies he, ago yeah, he wouldn't have cared yeah, One yeah, damien, damien totally would have let tusk die in the past and yeah he and tried to save him here <laughs> yeah just the the previous movie like he would have been okay whatever i got but you. it is I won. but it is funny that it's it doesn't affect it still doesn't affect him quite that much because he pulls the rope up and it's broken he's like damn <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, oh, well, I tried. And was that where he had the, the justice, not vengeance line when he was trying to pull him back? Did I miss that? Ooh, I didn't even, I didn't notice, maybe. Because I, I remember seeing that on the um, uh, on the rewatch, because that's a direct, like, what Bruce was teaching him in mm-hmm. uh, 
Batman versus Robin um, when they were fighting the Court of Owls. And this right here, like, I'm sorry, Kate, you have no chance against Talia. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that they I'm glad that they portrayed Talia well there because she would be very formidable. Yeah. I also really like that they gave, they give Alfred that little bit of an edge. Yes. This right here, this is, you know, this is special forces like SAS Alfred, yeah. Yeah. And this right here. <laughs> and pop. But they kept it. Yeah, like yeah. that's yeah, that's nowhere they, near as gory as it should have been. <laughs> they kept it very PG thirteen for yeah. this one. I did see a little bit of a watching it on my computer. I did see a, a little bit of a red flash, like whenever the explosion yeah, uh, happened. It's more but, of an implication of blood. Than yeah, it, it was an blood. actual blood. Whereas with Apocalypse War, they just <laughs> they just went all yeah, out. There's just everything, just everywhere. This that this whole sequence right here is very very. This is probably the most Iron Man thing. Like all he needed was like more like things to come out and attach to it and like start to be jets on the edge, mm-hmm. and it would have been like pure straight ripoff from MCU Tony Stark. And and I know it's it's easy just to keep comparing him to Iron Man, but that it's it's, it's what you it's what you think of when you see him. Yeah. So. And I mean, when this movie came out too, like that was that was peak like MCU too. Like, I mean, Iron Man was already on everybody's mind. Well, yeah, and this was a time when they were releasing. They were trying to get these movies out right around the time of a big um, of a big theatrical release, and BVS was the month after this. Yeah. So any t- at the time, anytime they uh, they had a big movie coming out, they had an animated version pretty close to it. Yeah, this I like that. Bruce's sons here are appealing to his soul. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't you. And using those, like those core rules, like you don't use guns, you don't kill people. Like it's so strange to see Bruce holding a handgun. Yeah, Talia is just she's so cold. I don't know, you kind of get like whenever like her face turns there, you're kind of like 
you know, whenever he puts the gun to his chin. Yeah, like, but the she look on her it, face is it's like she doesn't she doesn't want to lose Bruce, but she's willing to let Bruce kill their son. It's it's, it's so yeah, cold. like it's it's yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> a conflict of interest there. But it's like you know, if she's that cold, like that, she wouldn't care if they if he killed their son. Uh, you know, like why does she care so much about Bruce? Like how how key really is he to her? to her end game. You know, she could, mm-hmm. she could do everything that she needed without him. Mm-hmm. Is it to your point though? Yeah. I like that. She, Batwoman alone couldn't handle Talia, but now she's, she's surrounded by the bat family and now she doesn't have a chance. And she's, she's uh, like, now she would be up against the person that she knows could beat her and take her down. Mm-hmm. She would be dead. Yep. <laughs> Working in an ER has um, definitely made that a lot harder. Like, oh yeah, to 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 accept. Yeah, especially things. like um. Oh, and this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, red shirt taken down by the red shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, I like that little, yep. it's very subtle, but just that little moment of Batman putting his hand on Robin's shoulder. Yep. That's convenient. Yeah, that's very convenient. <laughs> Once the programming's broken, it can't be reset. And then there's our, there's our last Alice in Wonderland uh, reference mm-hmm. after he lost his head. Yep. There's a there's a v- lot of family moments in the movie because now you have Kate. Yeah, and now that you now that you said that there is um like there's already like history between those two and other works like that makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. to me. And you had Kate and her father. Now you have Luke and his father. So think, there's a, there's yeah. a lot of parallels between the the father son relationship. Or the father-daughter. Yeah, all of that just kind of ties into the the name of the title, too, because... Mm -hmm. um, All right, and credits. We end with with, uh, Bruce consoling Damien. Or not quite credits. No, I spoke too soon. Nope, not quite. I forgot we get this little montage of uh, the Bat family here at the end. Which is cool. I do like that. That's neat. I like Damien's hood. (laughs) Yeah. Cameo by the penguin. 
who doesn't stand a freaking chance <laughs> nope. the that family yeah that's cool though i like seeing the the bat signal and the bat family all there at the end and then there's our girl we've been talking about the mm-hmm. whole movie <laughs> Which I, I can't remember. Does she come into play later in this mo- in this universe? Ooh, um, she's in it, I think, but I don't not think in she's, like a not in. Like I don't a, think she's heavily featured. Yeah. So, but yeah. There we are, our commentary of Batman Bad Blood. So five years later, which I don't think you saw this when it first came out, but what do you think? Um, it's so much deeper than um I thought on the initial watch. Um so much more like underlaying, and that just I think it really illustrates what you can do with animation. Like, um, it's a great story, and it kind of concludes, uh, like we talked about earlier, um, the arc um, with uh, Son of Batman, Batman very Robin, and then Batman Bad Blood. Um, it just ties everything up super nicely. Yeah, um, I, I like that, that Batman has his own little trilogy within this this animated universe that's i that's pretty cool um i will say i think even though there's a lot of there's a lot of cool family moments in this one i think this this one's probably my least favorite of the three um i really like i think batman versus robin is the one with the court of owls Yes, it is. I, I'm very biased with that one though because I the Court of Owls is my favorite Batman story, bar none. So, yeah, that one's got a little bias for for me. I'm really hoping we see a fully fleshed out adaptation of the Court of Owls in animation one day. But um, yeah, I like this one well enough. Like I said, it's 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 not my favorite of the three, but yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. Yeah, and it's almost kind of to me it's almost like the the halfway point of the um of the universe because again like you have um like I said after this you really kind of start into Damien's arc Damien and um Dick's arc into um into the Titans bringing them into it um mm-hmm. and and starting that um part of the universe. I will say one thing that does bum me out a little bit about this universe with the with how heavy they went with Damien. It's one. Th- it's a complaint I've heard a lot. Um, they really just completely sidestepped and skipped Tim Drake. Yes. In this universe, he yeah he they did they did Tim dirty. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm hoping we see more Tim in the in the maybe in the in the new DC animated universe they've got going. Yeah, because I th- I feel like Tim is probably one of the most neglected Robins. Um, he tends to be, yeah. Um, and 
which kind of sucks because I think he's he's the noblest of the Robins, and he's definitely the best detective. Yeah, so, he, yeah, go ahead. He's definitely the one that I know the least about. That's why I say he's um, uh, he's then, the one. I will recommend for you for for the, to to wrap this up. If you if you want some good Tim Drake Robin, I recommend going to DC Universe Infinite and reading um, Lonely Place of Dying. Lonely Place of Dying. Okay. Yep. Oh. It's it's Tim Drake's introduction, and it's a it's a very good story. I will definitely have to look it up. Um, because you know, I mean, we know the story of. I know the story of Jason Todd. Um, mm-hmm. We know Damian Wayne. Um, Dick Grayson is always Robin. Um, but like I said, Tim is so, probably the one. So Lonely Place of Dying is basically a sequel to Death in the Family, where Jason Todd died. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, I also... Like we said, it's it's not the bad blood is not really anything to do with the book bad blood, but that whole Batman and Robin run that bad that uh, bad blood is included in by Peter Tomasi is mm. wonderful. It's it's great reading. So if you're if anybody is looking for some some good Batman and Damian Wayne Robin to dive into, the Peter Tomasi run is is really good. But um, I think that's a uh, that's where we'll wrap up our commentary. Uh, thanks, Matt, for coming and, and doing this with me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Anytime. Looking forward to coming back. All righty. All right, folks. There you have it. Our fifth year anniversary commentary for Batman bad blood that was a ton of fun to record i'd like to thank matt for coming on the show uh when you're chatting with a good friend like that the the conversation really flows it's like hanging out at a comic shop and just talking about a dc animated film with a good buddy uh so matt thank you again for coming on the show if you'd like to find matt on social media you can find him on instagram at matt hewlin that's m-a-t-t-h-u-l-e-n if you'd like to find myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at MeCarter89. That's M-E-Carter89. If you'd like to follow the show, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments for the show, you can send us an email at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. And if you just take a few minutes out of your time to give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd greatly appreciate it. It really helps out the show. And if you choose to send us an email or give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, we will read them on the show. So thank you for joining us for another episode of The Fire Rises. And as Batman always says, criminals by nature are a cowardly and superstitious lot. From what Nightwing said, once the programming is broken, it can't be reset. Not yours, not anybody's. Well, I suppose Tetch could have done it if he hadn't lost his head. I'm proud of you, Kate. Gabrielle and Elizabeth would be proud, too. I hope so.
I'm a little early. No, no. You're right on time. to the tower. Thanks for lunch, Alfred. What's going on? Master Bruce is having a heart-to-heart -heart with Damien. One can't help feeling bad. Despite her madness, she was his mother.